This is Pod Forsaken. Hey everyone, welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman. I'm Missy Levin. I'm Chris Sachs. And we are a horror review podcast where we pick lesser known horror movies. We watch them, we talk about them. We'll give you a spoiler warning before we give away anything. This week, we are talking about feature film The Wretched from, this is 2020, right? This is Mm -hmm. brand new. Or I think 2019, kind of, technically. But yeah, yeah, I think it hit um, uh, the, what's it called? Film Festival festivals, the yes. things that don't exist anymore. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, remember film festivals? It, uh, it came out in July 2019 at Fantasia Fest, uh, but then it premiered in drive-in theaters here in the, the States in May of this year. So, but before we get into that, we always do trailer of the week where we talk about the trailer for the movie we're going to do next week. And so in the next episode, we are going to talk about this movie called Sputnik, which is also brand new from Russia. Uh, We watched the trailer. What do you guys think? I think this looks pretty cool. It takes a lot of boxes and then some of them, I don't know. I really like sci-fi movies, so I I feel I might not be the most, um, it it might be a little repetitive of like Mm. other movies I've seen, but... I think it looks like a very good version of a sci-fi horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it it basically looks like, based on the trailer, um, it's like a monster movie where some astronauts come back from a space mission and, like, you know, they're at a, what, like a, like a military base. And, yeah. you know, it's basically like the thing meets alien. Like a parasite yeah. is in one of them. It gets out. It grows. And it starts killing people. And, like, the minute you Google it, like, they show you immediately what the monster looks like, which mm-hmm. kind of looks like one of the monsters from Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, I, I'm interested. That This movie, I was watching the trailer. I was like, I like, I look, I'm all down for alien on the loose in a base, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. It it looks like it's pretty good in most categories. Like, there were moments of the of the cinematography based on the trailer alone where I was like, this looks like it's teetering on not being a real movie. Mm. Um, and the CG also is like, I can see how when I watch the movie, there's going to be some bad CG in this. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but like, I'm certainly like, I'm looking at the monster right now. Yeah. It, like that's right out of stranger things. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else there is to say. I really, mean, it's also know? period too. Cause I Wait. think it is supposed to be Sputnik. So what's that? The sixties. Is it? I, isn't it? I thought Sputnik was like, Oh, it was in the forties. I, don't I actually remember. don't know. Let's let's find out. Let's all Sputnik. find out together. Sputnik. First man. <laughs> Sputnik. Is this interesting for everyone? Yeah, I'm having um, a good time. Sputnik one was 1957. Okay. But what what in the trailer? I mean, I understand it is called Sputnik. But what in the trailer made you think that this is? I I guess I guess the office that you see like the it looks like the main character is this. Well, it woman. seems very retro. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. You, I mean, most sci-fi movies tend to be like look kind of like you know older, just like on the you know on the on the base or whatever. Like they just have an old-fashioned look to them. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, Wiki says it's in the '80s. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm sure they'll explain why it's called Sputnik. Maybe there's like multiple Sputniks. You know, like maybe it's just a cool Russian name. You know. Um, but okay, I wasn't getting a '60s vibe. So that makes sense. '80s. Yeah, it's not, it's not the most original premise, but I think that this they may be doing a good job with it. I mean, yeah, it, it's like they have they have made this movie so many times, right? Like it kind of looks like Splice. It looks like half of the movies on the Sci-Fi Channel, you know. It looks slick though, and I like the like the color palette looks really good. It reminds yeah. me a little of like the color palette of like Battlestar Galactica. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Like, I I don't know. I just I don't have a good feeling about this one. That's okay. that's what I'm saying. Fair. Like, is it because it's Russian? 
I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will this be our first Russian film that we I think so. I think so. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I feel like Russian cinema is is it's a crazy gamble, right? Like I don't I don't know if I've ever seen a Russian film that I've really liked. You know, really. Be... Um, I mean, there's a lot of crazy, crazy, uh, like high high production value stuff because they were trying, like the USSR was trying to fight uh the US, so they would just be like, here, have bodies, have bodies, have bodies, and do like crazy stuff, uh, like uh, Cuba. Was it? This is Cuba. I don't know. You ever see that? No. No. Oh, yeah. That's um a a movie that's like all oneers, and the USSR made it as like a propaganda piece, and it is incredible. It's just mind blowing. I mean, um, a friend of mine, he he's like a professional Russian translator. He like reads Russian literature, and he like loves loves everything about Russia. So I'm sure if I asked him like what are the best Russian movies I haven't seen, he'd be able to tell me some. Like I know. What's like the super famous sci-fi one? It's like The Zone, but it's not The Zone. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the name of it's it. It's about going to The Zone, right? Yeah. Is it is that Polaris? Stalker. That's, Stalker, right? So there's Stalker, Stalker is so incredible and so fucking weird, and I don't know what it's about, but I've never seen anything like it. Ooh. That's that's what everyone tells me because no one can really explain what it's about. I just know that it's everyone says it's long and kind of slow. And then Solaris. That's the other famous Russian sci-fi one. one. Yeah, they're both Tartowski. Ah, okay. Well, I never saw either of them. I've seen the George Clooney Solaris, so that doesn't count, you know? Yeah. So really, like, I can't say that I've seen a lot. Like, what what about uh, Nightwatch? That's from Russia, right? Uh, yes. I mean, so, but that these are, like, different things, because, like, Nightwatch is, is that Russian? It's, that's Timur. Timur. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Russian. Dog. But it's, like... The the, st- the other stuff that we're talking about with like Tarkovsky, that was like under the USSR. So there was like the National Film Board was putting a shit ton of money and resources to be like, look, communists, you think Americans can make great film? Well, here, under a communist structure, we can make great film too. Whereas like Nightwatch and probably Sputnik are probably financed by, you know, the Russian oligarchy billionaires that are just like, here you go, go make movie. <laughs> like, so it's like done for a different thing. Did you? Have you seen Nightwatch? I, no. I haven't seen or heard of like any of these. I've heard of Solaris, but yeah, I've, I guess I haven't watched any Russian cinema. <laughs> yeah, um, Nightwatch is cool. I think I think I saw it after everyone told me to watch it, so I was kind of a little let down. But it's it's basically like the the forces of good and evil fight. Yeah, Nightwatch has been on my list for literally since it came out. I just never end up watching it. You know. Yeah. It looks cool. Like I literally, I'm looking at. Like, a, like every Russian popular film. And I don't know any of these except for the ones we just talked about, right? Maybe we can yeah. pick another one sometime. Yeah. So um, I'm s- but Missy, you should watch the Tarkovsky stuff. You would really, I think you would really like it. It sounds like I would. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for recommending. Um. So yeah, like I guess, I mean, does I don't even know if Russia makes a lot of like horror stuff, you know? Uh, they, like clearly it must have a, a bigger industry of films that are just getting released there and like we're not seeing. But I will say Sputnik does look like it could be a theatrical U.S. release. Like it looks, it looks pretty good. I just, I don't know. It's just like a gut feeling. That's all. You know, like like they they don't show the monster a lot. You see it like squirming on the floor at one point. Uh, again, like I said, there were just shots where I was like, oh, I just wish they had a better camera or something. Mm. Um, it it had that that vibe. Maybe maybe it's just like there's only 
a couple cameras in Russia and they have to share them, you know, and that's why they all look the same. Okay, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing about Russia, despite my one friend talking about it all the time. (laughs) So anyway, we're going to watch that. You guys, listeners should whatever you want to do. You can watch the trailer and then decide or watch the movie and come join us, you know, live your life. Uh, And I think it is worth mentioning this is Igor Opramenko's first feature too. So, you know, I mean, I I think with that in mind, it's always like watch, watch a first feature and be like, what does this person do well? And maybe like they're, as with anything that you do the first time out of the gate, you're going to fuck up a lot of stuff. But I, I think this is, I think first features are really interesting because you go, does this person, can this person be a great director? And you can very easily tell. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's valid. It's like, but well, you already said it very well. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney likes to say whatever we said, just the slightly differently. <laughs> I, do, do, I, do. <laughs> I agree. I think Rodney likes to say what we said just in a different way. It yeah. does seem like I take what you say and then just say it differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear an yeah. echo, Missy? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, look, I mean, I'm trying to say something intelligent about this trailer, but it literally looks like it could just be called Space Monster Movie, right? I know. Like, it doesn't look like it has anything unique. It doesn't mean it's or- bad, though. Like, yeah. un- like yeah. Underwater I- was just like, okay, it's Underwater Movie, Underwater Monster. Right. But, like, it was still enjoyable. I'm kind of hoping, I'm coping for something like Underwater Level. But, like, you know what? It's so I- good. I feel like this movie, based off the trailer, this is the movie I thought I was getting with, like, Arrival. Oh, okay. Uh Oh, really? You thought Arrival was going to be about, like, actually monster aliens killing people? Uh, I don't know. Like, you tell me, like, oh, there's, like, a linguist who has to investigate this. I I feel like when I went into Arrival, I I like Arrival a lot. I think it's great. But I feel like when you say, like, oh, there's a scientist who has to try to communicate with the alien, there's part of me that's like, I hope there's a chestburster in this. I know. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be disappointed if there's not. Fair. I just got a, the vibe from Arrival that it was going to be like more of a drama. So I was not, I was not like surprised by where it went, you know? Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about Sputnik in depth next week and we can see who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> um, this week, we're talking about The Wretched. But before we do that, this is the part where I always thank listeners for listening. We do the show for you. Um, if you like us, you should tell your friends about us. You can like, share, subscribe our episodes. You can reach out to us on Twitter. We're at Pod Forsaken. You can find us on Facebook, Pod Forsaken Horror Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to go an extra step, go on to Apple uh, Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And if, you, and if you're like, oh my God, can I even go further? Yeah, you can. You can then <laughs> leave a written review. <laughs> if you want to go further than that, send us an email and we'll talk about it. You probably have to send us money. <laughs> um. I guess you could also make fake email accounts and leave reviews for us with all of them. <laughs> okay, sure. en- enough about that. That part always makes Missy uncomfortable. Yeah, it does. I, 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 I feel like Missy pictures like us sitting by the side of the road with a can and like a little sign that says like free reviews, please. <laughs> I have to mute my mic so you don't hear my asshole tightening. <laughs> can, you, can you spare any reviews? Yeah, I'm very stressed out. I need to do like a breathing, quick breathing Just, exercise. Uh, if you okay. like us, d- review us because eventually we'll stop doing this. Yeah, yeah you don't want right. that, do you? <laughs> like, I will do this for a long time as long as the reviews start going up. And, you know, that's there's that's a limit there. to how many Rodney will do. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney's I mean, the only one here who gets off on humiliation. <laughs> I thought we said not to talk about that on this. Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, we can cut. Uh, Daniel cut that. 
that's for our hentai podcast. <laughs> yeah, that I am not a part of. You are definitely not. No. <laughs> Coincidentally, Grabbers is also on it. Uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 uh, the, the perfect intersection. Kind of. <laughs> um, should we talk about the wretched? Let's, Let's do talk it. about the wretched. The wretched is a brand new movie. Like we said, it came to my attention because. When COVID started, obviously, movie theaters shut down, as most places they still are. Although, when this episode comes out, I don't know. Maybe everything's better, but probably This not. movie is as successful as Avatar. Yeah. That's yes. Technically. <laughs> Apparently, it is the first movie since Avatar to stay at the top of the box office for six consecutive weekends. With $3 million. Yeah, but so made $3 million, $3.3 million on a budget of 66000 Wow. So that's really impressive. That's basically, what, 50 times what it cost? Yeah. So this is like a really cool silver lining to COVID that like a horror movie now has that title. Yeah. I, I mean, if if you think the trade-off is worth it, then yes. I mean, just trying to see any good. There's not a lot of good news out I there. I guess you can so. look at the silver lining and not say that it was worth it. It's just you can point to that. Yeah, you yeah. You say like something good came of it, yes. Um, <laughs> and it's at this movie, The Wretched, made 50 times its budget. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) So this is um, written and directed by the Pierce brothers, and that is Brett and Drew Pierce. And this is their second feature film, according to IMDb. Uh, They previously made, I think, a movie called Deadheads, uh, which looks like some kind of zombie comedy thing. Um, So yeah, I, I guess it's just that like people were so... It's just like an example of perfect timing, right? People were so tired of being at home they were like i will literally do anything if we can go somewhere they're like what about if we go to the drive-in and see the wretched and i Uh think every single person said stop talking you have me at (laughs) let's go somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) so uh you don't have to see it in a drive-in i think uh i watched it on no this is on hulu it's if you have a hulu subscription it's free um i actually went to a drive-in and watched it on my laptop on hulu Oh, that's the classy way to do it. Did you put the laptop on the hood of your car? I actually tried to steal the hook up to the, the projector, but they wouldn't let me. There's a guy <laughs> who stops you, apparently. You know, if you go during the day, they're less, they're less. Uh... Yeah, it's just hard to see it when it's projected during the day. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why they're less, they care less. <laughs> so what'd you guys think of The Wretched? I, I liked it. I, I can't say like I loved it, but I liked it. Yeah, I feel like. It was good in places. There were other places that I think this the the beginning and the end of the movie were kind of the weakest. Um, the act two was kind of a lot of fun in in certain places, and then there's just a lot of for being a, a budget of sixty six grand. This movie looks very good. Absolutely, can't take that away from it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Rods? I really liked it. I think I liked it more. Of than course, you did. did. Yeah. Why did Why did you really like it? I like it's not a, it's not like an I loved it movie, right? But I liked it a lot. That's what like I would watch this movie again. Absolutely. It walks the gilded halls of Rodney's mind along with Pledge. And Daniel isn't so real different. and upgrade. It's not even similar to those remotely though. It's like I like I'm, how I'm how the asshole for you're the one who hates Upgrade, Chris, and Upgrade is like beloved by everyone. Mm. I just thought like <laughs> no comment. No comment. Sir. <laughs> I would watch this Made again more money too, than actually. this did. <laughs> right, would- that's it. It's a good thing. Not a good thing, but it's... What's your point, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I think Upgrade has grown on me. I would rather talk about Upgrade than this. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the wretched... God damn it. <laughs> All right, look, Missy, this had a witch in it. No, I, I liked the witch stuff, and I actually would watch this again, too. Like, I enjoyed myself. 
I just was never worried or stressed out. Like, it just felt very low stakes and, like, mediocre a little bit. Like, it was just not very unique. And, like, I did enjoy it, but, like, I just wasn't at all tense or stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, first of all, let's let's talk about what it's about. And I think you can sum it up very easily. This is basically Fright Night, but with a witch instead of a vampire. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. You you both are responding as though you've never seen I was, Fright no, Night. No, I have. I was just thinking it through. Yeah. It's like it. it's like there's a teenage boy. He thinks his neighbor is a witch. He starts investigating to see if he's right. Yeah. Yeah. It did kind of remind me of Summer of 84. Like I thought yeah. it was going to. Yeah. I mean, it, the difference is, though, this is taking place present day. Like. It, like it, it, it's it's funny because it's like the plot and the and the the like everything about the movie has that 1980s movie vibe to it. Uh-huh. But it's not trying to recreate the feel. Like, no. like it it it's shot with modern cameras. It's not trying to look old. The right. soundtrack well, is it, modern. It has that tone to it where it's like, yeah, this is like a this is a fun drive-in movie. Yeah, wink, it's wink. just a some funner s- fun summer adventure. A thumb funner. A thumb. <laughs> Some funner, <laughs> fun funner, dumber. Um, yeah, this was a some funner movie. <laughs> I um look, I I don't I don't know. Like I'm I, I'm I well, let's well, let's we'll talk about what it. What did again. you like? Did you find it scurry? All right, let's talk about what I liked. First of all, I think it looked so good. Like it it looked so good for the budget of sixty six thousand. This did. looked this looks like a real theatrical movie which it is i get that but when i say that i mean like if i saw this was made by blumhouse or like you know like warner brothers i would believe it with the exception of the fact that there's no actors in it that you recognize or that i recognize yeah that's the only difference if they had more money you'd probably see you'd probably see who's the guy that's in like half of blumhouse's movies he's like in in oh oh um, yeah what's his name the dad yeah the purge and sinister ethan hawk right no i feel yeah ethan hawk Oh, we were thinking of the other dude. The guy we're, I was thinking of the guy uh, from um the Oh, you're thinking of the movies. other guy that they always The Insidious have. and the Conjuring and like uh Patrick Patrick Wilson. Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Right. I feel like if this but if this movie had a budget of like five hundred thousand dollars, maybe like two million, you'd see one of them like as I the dad. I would love that. Yeah. But like besides that, I just feel like I've seen so many lower budget films where like it just doesn't look professional. And this for like sixty six thousand, there are there are so many locations in this movie. There are so many uh, visual effects. It has a very large cast. Like I don't know how they did it. I it, it must be they, slave labor. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that, Chris. That's a uh, why not. They, when you <laughs> when somebody works and doesn't get paid, there's a term for that. It's well, called internship. Yeah, yeah. They were a bunch of interns. <laughs> <laughs> um, it I, like I don't know. I assume that like they just called in a lot of favors and were like, "Yo, can we just shoot at like the the harbor? Can we shoot in like the boat?" harbor office or whatever the term would be or the, the harbor office there's like two different houses there's like exterior wood sequences there's there's car sequences like there's a lot of this, this like usually like think about something like the lodge right the lodge costs way more than this and that basically is all just in one lodge yeah. right yeah yeah but snow snow is yeah slow. that's true the snow they had to buy they a had lot to of pay snow for and- that snow yeah, you got to buy snow and then because they shot it in Arizona yeah. and then if it's union snow no, they didn't yeah, Union no. snow gets a higher rate too. They it's shot hard. in Canada, I thought. No, it's just because you're working in snow, everything takes longer. Oh. And equipment starts to, if you're outside, equipment starts to slow down if you're working in real snow. So that's why a lot of people prefer just so that you can control it to use fake snow, which you then have to produce, which takes more time and money. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I think it doesn't sound worth it. Just drop the snow. 
It's, oh, I wish you could. But then the lodge, it'd be hard to be like, we can't leave. Why not? There's too many bees outside. <laughs> it's so hot. It's like 98 degrees. We can't, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, my car, I just can't get there, honey. <laughs> In The Shining, they're yeah. like, why don't we just leave here? And he's like, Oh, I forgot to fill up the car. There's not enough gas to get down the mountain. I don't know. Do you, uh, do you see me? My sweet alabaster skin? I'll get burned. <laughs> so, okay. In The Wretched, I thought, I thought it looked good. To me, it seemed like all of the effects were practical. Like, if there's CG in this movie, I don't know where it was. And all the practical effects looked really good. Yeah. But, but what's strange about it is, like, you, you – I don't mean this as a spoiler, but, like, you get to see the monster a bit later – and it looks good, but I never, I never felt scared. I never I felt interested. I, I felt relaxed. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, some finally some good creature effects. Ah, very nice. <laughs> I, I, I won't disagree with that. I wasn't, I wasn't scared, uh, and it certainly wasn't. It was not really tense. I, I was rarely concerned about what would happen to people. You know. Yeah. But like stuff even this, did happen to people, and I and still wasn't And this movie worried. kills a lot of kids. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. It, I felt nothing for those That's, children. <laughs> again, it's it's not. Well, I guess you do see one kid get killed on screen. She's like around twelve or something. Yeah, but like, and one is heavily implied near camera. Yeah, a a number of of children. I mean, both, one definitely got it. One at one at least one baby, and then multiple children between the ages of baby and like thirteen are killed. And I was like, hey, I, I, I like that. Also, <laughs> a, a dog gets killed too. And I was like, this movie has fucking balls, right? Like all of those things go into the- Then why didn't those have any weight? You didn't, you didn't feel weight when the dog died? Well, I thought it was, we can get to that. Let's, let's back up and just yeah, step we, through this. So how's the movie start? Movie starts 35 years ago. I want to hear, Miss, I wanna, I wanna hear Missy do it. Oh uh. no, <laughs> put her on the spot. <laughs> Um, they, they, uh... I just gave you a hint. Oh, say it again? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, they, he goes to move with his, in his dad's house. Some kid moves. No, wow. <laughs> oh, no, I remember. I remember. Okay. Um, it's olden times. <laughs> right? Old, it's the what? 1400s. 1985. <laughs> yeah. And some girl comes to babysit a baby and looks for the baby in the basement and like the mom is eating the baby in the basement and the, the dad shuts the door and like they all die implied right that's that's close i'm going to give you yeah. a 90% it's Thank not you. a baby that's like a that's like a a young girl she's like clearly like 8 or 10 cuz like the babysitter goes down the stairs and you see the mom like with her back turned and she's got like she you can see she's holding a body that's like with the legs stretching yes, across I her yes i remember lap. that now Yes. So, like, it's clearly a grown, a more grown girl. And, yeah, she's eating her. And they show that part in the trailer, which I kind of thought would be at the end of the movie. So I was glad we got that out of the way. And then, yeah, like, she go, the babysitter goes to run upstairs, and the dad is standing, like, ominously at the top, and he just slams the door. And you hear the babysitter being, like, torn apart as the, as the camera holds on this, like, etching on the door that basically is, like, an upside-down triangle. Yeah, it's you know? a cool witch uh, Upside-down A. It looks evil. Is it an upside-down A? Yeah, because like, there's a line through it. And yeah. like, it's all, like, looks like something that, like, a hipster would get a tattoo of now. Okay, well, an upside-down A is just a little bit off from an upside-down triangle. You know, you just move yeah. the line. And that's all we had to say about that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the alphabet. <laughs> okay, so then we move forward from the olden days of 1985. <laughs> the olden days. 
<laughs> I'm just picturing like, <laughs> like this movie is like title card up and it's like a long time ago in ye olden days. And it's like 1993. It was a time of scrunchies and leg warmers. <laughs> I, um, all right, Lizzie, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Thank you. That so then it cuts to, it cuts to present day. It cuts to a flash cut of the main character being drowned. And then it cuts, and then it cuts to him in a bus, and it says five days ago. You're I didn't right. See the drowning part. Yeah, it's it was very strange. Well, it has. I, I found this very weird. The the movie after the the pre the 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 prelude has a title sequence, which why I, is it, that weird? What well, movies at have under that. a million dollars? Like, what is this, James Bond? That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Everything. Everything was really slick. That's what I'm saying. I didn't find it that slick. It was like one rendered. It was like the the upside down A rendered in 3D and we kind of like spin around it. But did you are you saying you hated the title sequence? Yes. And that's when I stopped watching. Well, I, all right, I well, didn't hate. I didn't. I actually I just it just felt weird. Where let me like, say this. There was nothing I hated in this movie. Nothing. Of course. Everything. Not. Everything was like I liked it. Well, some things I loved. Yeah. And some things I th- there were a couple things I thought were a little stupid, but nothing I hated. I don't think that I hated anything either, but I don't also don't know if I loved anything. I either was neutral or liked it. Look, here's an interesting thing. I know we talk about Rotten Tomatoes a lot, but like this movie has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's certified fresh. So that means that like the majority of critics who watch this movie, they liked it. They said it was a, a C or better or actually like a B or better, I think with it's certified fresh, right? But audience score, 45% tipped over popcorn. Huh. So like- Chris, you're not wrong. Like a lot of pe- a lot of people have watched this movie and been like, "Not for me, bro." Right? I don't know what I don't know why there's this division on it though. Right? What like, is I'm, this rated? Is this PG-13? Uh, I think it's, it's probably R. R. There's a lot of blood. See, that's and there's the thing. a whole lot of cursing down at the harbor. It feels like a PG-13 movie. Well, yeah. I guess in in many ways, you know. I mean, I can't even find a rating for it. That's really weird. It feels it feels like a kind of gory PG thirteen movie, and like I think I wanted the R version of this, but maybe it is R. It just felt like a little kid could watch this and be okay. I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's just uh, unrated, but like, it can you? It has to be rated. Yeah, I don't know. It says here. It says it's rated R. Where do you see that? No, dude. It. I think this is an unrated movie. It just would. It has to be rated to be released. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That is incorrect, Chris. I mean, to be to get like a wide release, it no most most movie theaters. It insist, is not rated. You're right. Yeah, most yeah. movie theaters insist upon. Yeah, a rating. why? That's really surprising that it dropped all these drive-ins would show it. Well, because they money. It's it's not the I, law, right? There's no law oh. that says your movie has to have a rating on it. The way oh. it works is that like imagine you own a movie theater, right? And someone's like, "Yo, we want to show our movie in your theater, and we'll like split the profit with you," which is how movies work, right? Or they used to when there were theaters, right? You as the movie theater owner would be like, if you want me to show that in my theater, I insist that you go get it an official rating from the MPAA, which is the Motion Picture Association of America. I think that was mm-hmm. it, right? And so then they watch the movie and they give it the rating. And that's how you get PG-13 or R or whatever it gets, right? But whenever you see a movie is unrated, it just means that it didn't go through that process. They just said, we're not going to do that. So fuck that, right? That's why I say like, Anytime you see like a like a Blu-ray that says like this is the unrated cut of the movie, right? Your mind thinks that means this is going to be the hardcore violent version of it. But literally it just means that 
it's a slightly altered version that wasn't actually screened for the MPAA. So if you insert one shot of an apple on a table and everything else is the same, that movie is now quote unquote unrated. So looking at the international ratings where it is rated, it's essentially the equivalent of an R. Yeah, I would say this is an R-rated movie. Again, children die, a dog gets fucking killed. You see a woman like ripping a dude, uh, like a like a lady, a girl's neck open. Like there's this is, it's not super gory, it's not super violent, but in overall content and tone, R feels like the right rating for this. I guess well, just profanity. because kids are dying and. There's but profanity the fa- and sexy and nudity and alcohols. There was no nudity. Sexy nudity. There was there was implied nudity. There's a lot of implied everything. In you see movie. you see her butt town in the window. What do you? <laughs> in the mirror when she's uh, on the dad, you see her her backside. Well, we know what you were paying attention to. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> I know what's not wretched. Dad booty. So look, the fact that the fact that the three of us are having this long, long conversation on this topic. That kind of tells you where this sits, right? The fact that we can't be sure if it's PG-13 or R, it kind of tells you it's like, call it a PG-16, right? Like it's it's just sitting in that realm. There's nothing too offensive in terms of graphic imagery or swearing or nudity. Apparently in New Zealand, children cannot see this. You have to be 16 or older, even if you're accompanied by an adult. Oh. Huh. That's, that makes a lot of sense. That's probably why they're such a wonderful, nice people. Yeah. <laughs> no sins for us eh? um all right so what happens we meet ben the main character on a bus he is heading to like a like a summer town where his dad works in the it's like the harbor master or some shit yeah i don't know like the town made me it just made me think of like the town from jaws a lot but it i guess it's not Mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like beachy it's more like what like off the coast They, they all like sail and shit yeah. yeah, it feels like it's very not, campy. Not Long Island, but what's the place? The rich people place. Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah, no, no. It's, but it's not that ritzy. It's like uh, like Block Island is one where a lot of sailors go. But you're yeah, thinking like, of um, Nantucket. Yeah, I think Nantucket. Like it, it feels like that kind of place. There's rich people. There's really big vacation homes. There's like a harbor. It, it's got that vibe. Yeah. Um, it's a summer destination, right? And so Ben, who is 17. He is going to his dad's place and his dad and mom are divorced and he's, it's unclear, but I guess spending the summer there, like, I don't, I don't know if they ever specifically say how long he's planning to go there. Um, But what you find out very early in is that basically he, he got, like, he, he broke his arm. And so like, he's on this bus and this old woman sitting across from him and basically is like, Hey, uh, you're quite an artist. And that's how you, she references like, um, a drawing that's on his cast and you come to learn a little later this is not a mystery that like he broke his arm because he was trying to steal like um vicodin what? vicodin from a neighbor and like fell out of their bedroom window and so he got caught and i guess i think it's implied he like had to get some you know like medical like therapy for his drug addiction even though like this is his storyline he seems like a very clean cut nice boy right yeah he doesn't seem like a junkie not I don't, I do not think he is like he, this is not the story of like a kid who's going through withdrawal and he's doing every, like he, he genuinely just seems like someone like he, and he's taken Vicodin twice and he enjoyed it and was like, yeah, I'll steal some. Right. Because it's really not a plot line about his like 
addiction right but that's one of those things that they use because it's like oh how do we get the parents not to believe him or the dad not to believe him well he was he he was on vicodin so clearly he's just a junkie right so So it's like uses this like hand wavy thing and i feel like that's a larger issue i have with the movie where it's like there's a lot of stuff where it's like hey you know how people don't believe junkies well forget about the logic problems we have with the movie just they don't believe him because of that I will say the movie does one of my number one complaints is the amount of like, hey, I'm not listening to you in this movie. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's one of those movies where there are multiple scenes where someone's like, listen, I got to tell you about the thing I saw. And then someone says, I don't want to hear about the thing you saw. You're grounded. Don't talk to me. Right. And it's like, guys, the same problem with like summer of 84. Right. Where it's like, listen, use your words and explain what you saw in a way that like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a way to be like, look, I know you're mad. I got to tell you, I think there's a witch. And I know you think I'm crazy, but let me tell you why, right? And right. The, the neighbor's two children are missing, and they say they don't believe that there's a child. <laughs> let me call the cops. Let me call. People care right. about that. Yeah, he calls the cops and then just drops the Well, he calls the, the cops, like, 45 minutes after. Yeah. Right. So before we, let's not get too far ahead, right? Yeah. So that's why he's spending the summer with his dad. It's to, like, whatever have his dad straighten him out, get him off his very mild Vicodin addiction. (laughs) Yeah. And in a a scene to basically expo what type of town this is, he walks into like a little general goods store. And when he walks in, there's no cashier there. And it says like, gone fishing, just be honest. And you see that Ben goes to steal something and this dog jumps out and barks at him. And he like pays for it. So you're like, oh, it's it's like a very honest, nice town. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a really cute scene. It's like the the cute dog like guards the store while I mean, his it master's away. It was like a giant guard dog. Was- but first, I mean, man, it, we're gonna just disagree on everything. The first thing you see is like he walks in and there's like, yeah, it's like a big guard dog, but it's just like laying there with its tongue lolling out, looking cute as fuck. Okay. I don't and know. only when he tries to steal from the store does the dog, you know, start viciously barking. And then he pays for it and the dog lets him leave, which again, I guess does, it does show that like Ben's a bit of a thief. He's he tried to steal. Mm-hmm. Like this is a moment to show character and the, what the character chooses to do is like try to steal some lollipops. It's interesting. He doesn't try to steal cash. He's just trying right. to steal some like candy. Right. But like, that's kind of an innocent crime of like, oh, I, I stole, you know, 50 cents worth of product from you. I didn't still take th- the cash. I didn't take more, you know? So, yeah. But still a thief. Still a yeah. dirty, dirty thief. <laughs> Okay, all right, crime and punishment, Rodney. <laughs> Every time I watch Les Mis, I'm like, none of this would have happened if they had just kept that bread thief in jail. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so basically, early in, he, he I, I thought there's a really nice scene where he's like having a beer, or his dad's having a beer out in the patio with his son uh, while they're playing like Connect Four. And I just felt like it was like, um, it was one of those scenes where like they're trying to get some exposition across. But they also, I don't know, they felt like a real dad and son to me. I felt like a lot of the acting was very natural in the movie. Again, it's not like I'm saying to you, you guys, they should give an Oscar to this performance, right? I just I just felt like everyone was doing a good job in every I, department. So uh, here's the thing is for what's me, the, what's the I, thing, I'm, I'm trained because of <laughs> having worked in post. I'm like so dialed into the visuals of things. When they were in the, the backyard playing Connect Four, um, he puts he drops one of the Connect Four tokens, and he already has Connect Four, and I was just like, eh, that's weird. Only I would notice that. Whatever. And then the dad's like, 
oh, you're like he goes to give him a bike and the the son's like dad i don't need a bike mom's giving me her old car and he's like oh well then you're gonna have to learn to play uh, to not play you're gonna have to learn to drive stick and he's like well but you got that cast and i'm like he has a cast on his left arm and he has all of his fingers you can still drive stick with that like that it just feels like there's all of these little little tiny bumps and i'm like any one of them who gives a shit but when there's just so many little bumps i start to be like the, the i'm no longer encountering speed bumps i'm on a bumpy road and i'm starting to notice like oh you just put that line in there because you wanted to bring up you wanted to find a way to move into the story about like oh you you broke your arm and i'm ashamed about whatever happened there and it, it's all of these little things where it's like, I, it's, I'm not going along for the ride. I'm seeing the movie being like, hey, all right, we got to get this. We got to get this expo out. How do we get there? And so it feels like a little, a little clumsy. And as I said, any one of those specific things I'd go along with and blow it off. But when it just seems to happen over and over and over again, I start to like, this is why I felt like the first 25 minutes until we meet the witch is very clunky. I don't know. Like his dad says to him, like he points at the cast and he's like, should we talk about that right now? And the son is like, I'd rather not talk about it right now. And he's like, okay. So like in a worse version of the scene, the dad would be like, you know, you wouldn't have a broken arm if you tried to steal Vicodin, right? But like it foreshadows that like, this is a plot point, but like, we'll come to it later. And then later he naturally reveals it to a different character. You know, I didn't, I didn't catch the connect four thing. You're I didn't right. either. That, that would, that would bother me. me if I had noticed it. But it also does pay off in a different way that we can get to. Yeah, we'll come back to that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. But um, so, OK, the other and the other important people you need to know about this movie is that basically he's going his dad is like what the harbor master. He's like, yeah, he's like running, running the marina. Right. Is harbor master too grand of a title for him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I said harbor master earlier, but I don't know if it's official title (laughs) that people get. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if he's harbor master, he'd have like one of those big floppy hats and like a big chain around his neck. (laughs) Some like badges. Yeah, badges, (laughs) and he'd go like, "You there, you miscreant, get off of my harbor." Which that scene got cut. So he he works there, and basically he's got his son a job there for the summer as sort of like a a helping hand, right? And on his first day on the job, he meets uh, this girl who I, there's no way I'm going to remember her character. Mallory. Name. Mallory. Yeah. Thank you. Doesn't matter. But yeah. And um, uh, again, he meets doesn't matter. I liked I like <laughs> Mal- Mallory's another teenage girl who clearly thinks he's cute. And I, I liked her. I thought she was charming. Like when you meet her, she right off the bat is like kind of snippy. And she's like, I wonder how you got this job. Because yeah. you know, like your dad works here. And, and it, I was like, oh, man, she's this character seems a little unbelievable. Why is she coming in so hot? And then she instantly is just like, I'm just fucking with you, dude. And like, I was like, oh, okay. She's, it, 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 it unseated my expectations, even though it's like a minor plot point. I, did either of you not like Mallory? No, she was, I liked Mallory. she was cute. She, yeah. Yeah. She was like a believable girl. Like she's like, just kind of like a cool girl. She's yeah. a firecracker. Yeah. I think that's the, and I would, you know, Am I allowed to say unconventionally beautiful? That's probably the best way to say it. Yeah. But she's very like spunky and like, you know, gets on his case. Yeah. She she just seems like a down-to-earth girl who, like, gives him shit. And, like, I felt like there was good chemistry between them. So the movie is setting up, hey, there could potentially be, like, a romance here, right? The other relevant thing is that next to his dad's house is this other house. And in that house is a family of four. There's a mom, her, her husband. They have a baby and a young boy who's, like, maybe, what, 10? Yeah, 10 or younger. Yeah. And so... 
he he asks his dad, hey, who are those people? And he's like, I don't know. There's a lot of vacation homes here, right? So they're setting up the fact that like, this is one of the reasons the dad wouldn't care about his next door neighbors because he doesn't, he's never really met them. Like they're brand new to him, you know? I do think it's a little weird that like, he hasn't gone over to be like, that neither of them have been like, hey, neighbor, right? Like we literally live next door to each other. But again, I don't like talking to my neighbors either. So I get it. <laughs> those are the, those are all the main pieces, right? And so you, you early in, you follow the, the neighbor boy, the little 10 year old and his mom when they go into the woods, right? And mom is like, I don't know. She looks like she had like a fun, fun twenties, right? Like she's like got a lot of tats. She looks like, like her dad. like Burning Man and stuff? Yeah. Her husband makes a comment about how she used, if you think she's wild now, you should have seen her back when she was at Burning Man. And she seems like she loves her kid and they like go out in the woods and that's when they find this like tree or not they, sorry, the boy finds it, right? Yeah. And it's like this big tree and there's clearly like a giant hollow to it that goes under the, you know, under the roots. And he starts hearing like- His mom's voice. Right, like, I forget his name. Let's call him Peter, right? Like Dylan. Oh, is it Dylan? God, you guys are good with the character names. Dylan, you know, come, come down here. Mommy needs your help, you know? Uh, and then immediately when he doesn't do it, the voice is like, you son of a bitch, come down here. And I was like, dude, you got to, <laughs> hey, which, you got to, you got to chill out. Like you're luring. Yeah. You're like, coming in hot. <laughs> it's like building instead of a gingerbread house, it's like a house of maggots and glass. And you're like, come on in. And you're like, what well, do you mean think- you don't want to eat my glass maggots? <laughs> but then there's a moment I didn't get because the, the mom comes around the corner and she's like, what are you looking at? He looks back and the tree is gone. Am I wrong? No, you're not. And I, I here's this is another thing that kind of look one of those little road bumps for me. I think in a, another movie, in the movies that they're trying to make, which this is in a lot of ways a very 80s movie, you would have that moment of the kid like looking at it, squinting and like registering. And I don't know if it's that the kid's not good or they just didn't feel like it was a moment. But it, I feel like you didn't tie those moments together because we were in the kid's perspective the mom comes around the corner the real mom comes around the corner crashes into him and he never really takes his eyes off it so because we were in the character's perspective and then when we cut back it feels like there wasn't enough of a moment disconnecting it so it doesn't just from like a filmmaking perspective you as the audience don't have time to register that like oh he's seeing something that wasn't there because they didn't telegraph that but we do see the upside down triangle a thing Yes, oh, yeah, he takes like a picture of it. In, it's it's like carved in the tree. Yeah. Does he take a picture of it? Yes, he does. Okay. And that's what leads into this sequence. Okay. Well, I mean, like, look, I, I slightly disagree with you because, like, I get the idea. He sees a thing and then it disappears, right? I understand that you're saying that he's, because he never looks away from it, from his perspective, it would have just, like, blinked out like a Looney Tune or something, right? Right. And I, I think that that's, those are those little moments, though, that, like, pull you along instead of, like, as I said, like a speed bump where you're like, oh, what was that? Oh, OK. And that's why you're having this question of like, what does that mean? You know, I look, I, I think a lot of it comes down to maybe like the mood you're in, what you're what you're what you're hoping for. What, what drugs you know. you're on, man. Like you should <laughs> expand your consciousness. You. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a Vicodin movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not a weed movie. I'll tell you that there's nothing there's nothing like trippy enough to make this worth your time. If you if you enjoy weed, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, Chris is right. Take some Vicodin <laughs> if you legally can, or maybe some beers. But I don't know. These things didn't bother me. Like, like I just, I, I know in many previous episodes, I'm the logic guy and I'm just ranting about how things don't make sense. But like, I, like I just, it's a fucking $66,000 witch movie, right? Like, 
I just, I'm just there to watch evil, creepy witch shit. And so like, yeah, I expect there to be like a ghostly tree in the woods and like, whatever. Like, who cares if the kid looked away? Who cares if like he had Connect Four or not? Well, but that's what I'm saying is like any one of those things I don't care about. It's just when it keeps happening, I keep getting taken out of it. it I mean, okay. I, I can't, what can I say other than those things didn't take me out of it, right? Like, and I, I feel like I feel like this movie is fighting between two tones because it simultaneously is like an 80s movie that's like, this is just fun. You're going to watch some kids get killed and somebody investigate it. But then it's also extremely serious. If I said this is kind of like it, how would you feel about that statement? I think like that's the, fairly the, true. The, the I, new, yeah, I knew it. It feels very much like it. OK, that's a good way. I think you're, you're saying it well. It does have these two different tones. There's like the 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 general story of like the kid, you know having a summer where he's like meeting new friends and like going to kiss the girl and blah, blah, blah. But there's also these evil witch sequences that are like, you know, not necessarily creepy, but like they're definitely gross at times and violent. You well, know? Yeah, seriously. I mean, in the way that like you might not be actually be okay. Like everyone could have died at the end of this. Like it is very serious in terms of the stakes. It's just lighthearted also. So it's. Yeah. And I mean, again, like, I told you this when we watched the trailer last week, right? I said, I feel like this is going to be a movie I really like. And I I think it's just that like- Does it feel like the, Stephen Kingy to you? Maybe that's what it is. This does. This feels like a Stephen King the movie. The ending sure does suck like a Stephen King book. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, I, I mostly disagree with you on that too. You know, No, which I we'll, like the we'll ending actually. I'm, I'm cool with the ending. Okay, so let's get to witch shit, right? We'll, we can talk about all the details later. Yeah. But basically- the movie jumps around in perspective because like sometimes you're in the neighbor's house, right? And you start following the mom who basically wakes up in the middle of the night to go check on her baby and the baby is missing. And there's just yeah. like a bundle of twigs yeah. in a blanket. Well, and the night before that, uh, Ben got clued into the that there's something there because the witch, uh, basically on the way back after the tree scene, the mom and Dylan hit a deer and there she's like, I'm going to gut it. And she doesn't or she goes to cut it open and like all this foul, foul smelling viscera falls out. And she's like, oh, that's that's fucked up. We should throw this out. Then that night you see something crawl. Oh, in the tree scene. Did you see the hand come out of the tree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay so, so then that night, the the witch crawls out of the the, the belly of the, the deer. Yeah. And that's another good I touch. Well like, done, I like that the I like that the mom is like. Like the dad sees, he's like, why do you have a dead deer in the truck? And she's like, I'm going to fucking gut it. We're going to eat it. And that like, that like mom is like a badass who knows how to clean a deer, right? Like, it's cool. And like, yeah, the part where the witch crawls out of the dead deer's carcass, that looked cool to me. Like they clearly got like a fake, like it, it's all practical effects. It looked real. Yeah, I like the how they have like the eye of the deer kind of like moving around, like the skin isn't like taut around him. So when she's oh, like yeah. reaching out, like it's like, it's just like skin over her. And then there's like a really extreme close up of the dead deer's eye, like in, in the reflection, you can kind of see the witch like standing up. And and by which, you know, I, I I don't picture like pointed hat, picture like gray demon creature. It's like a yeah, like a black shadow demon with like long fingers. Yeah, she's a uh, the on the the website he ends up investigating. They call her a skin slip hag. Ooh, okay. Then. Yeah, that's that sounds that sounds Pretty offensive. On point. For some <laughs> Hag is porno uh, with the same title. <laughs> uh, yeah, hag is a term that they use. Like in D&D, &D, they call witches hags. Or like in that movie, Hagazusa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that we all loved. <laughs> that we all loved. So basically, uh, oh, sorry. So yes, you see the witch. 
Ben that night, he like hears a noise and goes outside. But it's like and- she's on his roof. On the porch. She's sure. on like the porch. But you what's your problem with that? Why why is she on his roof? Because she's, she's just like just, roaming around. Yeah, she's like in okay. the backyard trying to like figure out her next move. I don't think this is like, this is not like a witch. This is just sort of like a, a an opportunity witch. She's just like, I like I just roam around and I eat anyone I can. And if it's a child, that's for the best. <laughs> one thing I don't know is like, one thing that's unclear is whether this witch has been like active here for, I guess, I guess the witch has just been active for like 30 plus years, right? Right. Well, I didn't get a sense like, was she lying dormant and it's 35 years later and she now needs to feed again? Yes, that is one issue that is not addressed because she yeah. clearly was active, you know, in ye old days of 1985. Yeah, but we don't have like a, like, a, you know, a book that's like, oh, all the kids have been missing here every summer for the past 20, 30 years. <laughs> right, because it seems like this might not be the place to bring your children if everyone is bringing their kids. That would be more like it them. if it was just like this cursed town of like children going missing. That actually been cool. I guess I took it that she's been like laying dormant for a while. She really liked this deer a lot. But there's nothing that like is the awakening factor, you know? Like it right. it, it is missing that. Like it's just sort of like a kid wanders into the woods and maybe I guess like she- no one wandered into the woods for a while. <laughs> maybe. The movie never explains any of this. And it barely touches upon any of the rules of the witch, right? Other than like the witch can like change skins and look like people. So it obviously, again, you get this right from the trailer. It kills mom and takes on her appearance, right? And so now the now Ben starts to suspect that his neighbor, the the cool tattooed mom, she is, there's something wrong with her, right? And early in, one of the things I thought was like, I, w- I was like, how come the dad next door hasn't mentioned that like his baby isn't around, right? Like it was really weird that this dude doesn't seem to like he's just so used to the mom taking care of the baby that he doesn't notice. But then it's revealed that like that's a plot point that like like he has forgotten he has a baby. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, that's a cool that's a cool touch. So this witch basically takes your children and then makes you forget you ever had them. It's pretty cool. I mean, I think that's a cool twist on the witch thing. So like Ben befriends Dylan, the little boy next door. And the little boy starts telling him basically like, I think something's wrong with my mom. And again, there are a couple of scenes where you're in Dylan's perspective because like you're in the house and he sees his mom like standing naked at the window. Like her like, hair draped well that, over her face. That, <laughs> I didn't understand that part. And this is like the last part I didn't like before we got into the meat of the movie. But like basically, so the, the, the witch eats the baby, lures the mom in, takes over the mom's body. Yep. And then the next morning... The, the stinky witch mom is standing over her, over Dylan, uh, watching him. And then the husband comes in and is like, hey, babe, I got to go to the boat. Man, you need a shower. And he leaves the mom witch alone with Dylan. And then instead of eating him, she goes and takes a shower. Right. Yeah. What? What? I, mean, I think. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Missy, go ahead. No, you're you're totally right. I think they were just trying to build like they wanted to build that kid as a character a little bit more in the movie. And how well, right, but that's, longer. that's like one of those things where it's like there's a lot of hand waving that happens in this movie that it's like, whatever. Yeah. And I, I'm not having enough fun to just be like, it's a dumb movie. Well, I don't think the witch is like a ravenous beast that is constantly hungry. I think she like she eats and then she has to wait a little while because like later you find out that like she's has like a den where she stores people, you know? Right. Yeah, Because she is just Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think she's just like. 
I'm going to like, like when I get hungry, I'll eat Dylan, but I just had his brother, you know? So like, I'm good. That's how I interpreted it. I, I agree with you. I'm like, I don't understand. If you're going to do evil witch shit, like even if you're going to just kidnap him and put him in your witch home, right? Your Can I say witch hole? Is that offensive? <laughs> if she's going to, she's going to put the little, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand why she's waiting, but I think, I think from, she's just, I mean, one, she's like an evil forest creature that like logic doesn't apply to, but I think she's just trying to like get as many people as possible. And so it's in her benefit to like do it slowly to like not rouse suspicion. Yeah. And so at this point, the dad is already under a spell and is just like kind of a zombie. Right. Because, because Dylan, like he's taking boating lessons at the marina where Ben is teaching him and he doesn't show up for lessons one day. So he goes, uh, he goes over to the house and he's like, yo, and he sees the dad answers the door and he's like, yo, is, is Dylan home? And that's when dad's like, who's Dylan? And he's like, your, your son. He's like, I don't have a son. That was very, that was a cool scene. And that's, that's when you find out that the dad doesn't remember. And that's when I was like, oh, that's why he doesn't know his baby's missing either. And then there's, this is the moment that this is one of a couple moments where I was like, I was like, Chris, where the dad slams the door and Ben like looks down at the, at the welcome mat. And he kicks the welcome mat over and etched in the floorboards of the porch is the upside down A. And I was like, why is he kicking? Like, why did he kick over the welcome mat? Like, what? What's that about? Did either of you catch that scene? You're right. I mean, I saw it and I was like, oh, cool. There's a but like, why did he do that? Yeah. Like, like, why? Why? Why not just have it etched on the floorboards? And he looks down and sees it like why? I don't know if he's like in frustration kicking the welcome mat. It just was a really forced yeah. thing to happen. I, I took it as like he's looking for like maybe a key underneath so he could like go snoop around or something. I don't know. Huh. You know what? I'll I will buy That's that. That's better. That's much better. Yeah. Sure. But but even so, like, all right, at this point, you have a dude who doesn't recognize his own kid. Like he doesn't think he has kids. You know they have two kids. Now you call the cops. Yeah, yes. I feel like I wasn't like watching characters how they would actually act. Like they're just they're just doing stuff because it's in the script. It's not like how they would act in real life. Yeah, yeah, I I can't argue with this, especially because like that night he digs through their trash and like in the garbage can outside is like basically everything that would be related to these kids. There's like photos of the kids. There's like pieces of the crib and like toys, and it's clear that like the dad or the witch are throwing it out. But I was like, this is present day. Why doesn't he just take a photo of it with his cell phone, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the movie is missing a scene where he says, hey, dad, listen, I know this sounds crazy, but the people next door, you remember they have kids. You've seen them, right? But now they don't, and they say they don't. And I've got these pictures that they threw out the baby shit. Let's call the cops, right? She tries. And, he tries right. to tell Mallory, and she's just like, oh, and she escalates things. people. She's like, they're probably just private. Like, what's weird about and that? And then she's like, I poked the bear and, like, lets the witch know that they're onto her. Yeah. I hated was, that. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say other than, like, it. if you told me your neighbor was a witch, I also would take it not seriously. I would be like, haha. I don't know if I would, like, but I guess here's the difference, right? It, it, it's one thing to say my neighbor might be a witch. But, like, if you're like, yo, you know Dylan because you saw me giving him lessons, right? I talked to his dad and his dad said, I don't have a son and now no one can find him. And I saw in the garbage all these like kid things that have been thrown away. At that point, don't you start to say like, maybe she's not a witch, but like maybe they accidentally killed their son or something, right? Yeah. I still wouldn't want to go taunt a potential serial killer. 
I'm just I'm just really tired of movies that are like, yo, it's present day and everyone's got an iPhone, but no one ever uses it to take pictures of the things that will prove their point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a like people we live in a world where people take pictures of their fucking lasagna, right? And they're like, <laughs> I gotta see this lasagna I made. So like well, that's what happens as he goes through the trash. He's like, there's no lasagna in here. <laughs> this is not worth. Where am I gonna post this? Yeah. So he breaks into the basement, and in the basement, there's like a big witch altar, right? Like with like twigs and shit, and like a like a I guess it's the deer skull. Yep. And again, like take a fucking photo, right? And You're then, so right. You're so and then right. show your dad and be like, because he he's like, Dad, you you gotta go into the basement next door. And his dad's like, I'm not fucking breaking into the neighbor's basement. <laughs> well, no, he goes, he's holding his phone and he goes, Siri, take a photo. And it goes, boop, bloop, no connection to internet. <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> but then what he also finds is that it's his pic, uh, is it his picture? No, it's a, it's Mallory's picture. And he realizes the witch is going to come after Mallory's little sister. Yeah, like the witch, like basically like crosses out the eyes, like scratches them out. So it's like, right. that's his next victim. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I, I like that. So he like calls up Mallory and he's like, listen, you got to listen to me. The witch is coming for your sister. And she's like, who? What are you talking about? I don't have a sister. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. Like, dun, dun, dun. So maybe this has been going on for like 30, 35 years. That's true. And then it wouldn't be written about it because no one remembers the victim. And just like literally no one remembers. Right. I just I just needed a scene of him calling the cops and then the cops coming and being like, we spoke to them. They don't have a kid. It's like, but did you see the stuff? What are you talking about, kid? And you're like, oh, no, he's on his own now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would yes. have been hard. That would not... Uh- would have been quite easy, actually. Because it's like at this point, this at this point, we know she's a witch. So you're, there's no point in hiding anything. I mean, you know, she's a witch from the first m- two minutes of the movie. This is right. not a like, is she or isn't she a witch? She's a witch. Right. So like just not doing that stuff. I, I feel it I, again. It's like all these little things. I just can't buy into the premise of your movie because kind of people aren't acting yeah. like humans. I'm getting more excited about the movie if it's the version you're just describing. Right? Yeah. Like I'm getting jazzed. And, and these aren't these aren't big changes. They're, They're not. just little They're tweaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on, Rodney. I mean, I mean <laughs> Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I like clearly I just I guess I don't understand why you I mean, you've said why. It's a, it's a bunch of little bumps. I just didn't bought like i guess my my suspension is better like it just didn't i didn't feel them or care about them i was just like like i said there were moments where i was like like look we can't get past the fact that the whole movie is contingent upon the kid not being able to string together a sentence and explain anything to anyone (laughs) maybe it would have been better if he actually is still actively on vicodin (laughs) yeah like if he was strung out or something then then it would it would make a little more sense but he really comes across like the world's most like clean-cut kid who did one bad thing you know and so, yeah, there's like, you know, there, I feel like there's a lot of things happening in the movie. Like there, there's the budding romance with him and Mallory. There's a whole there's a whole plot line that goes nowhere about the like the rich kids, you know, in the in the in the harbor who like don't like him because he's, you know, what, like a summer bird, whatever the term would be. Like he's only he does. He's not from around there or he's poor or his dad runs the marina. They, they fucking hate him for any number of reasons. Right. Yeah. And, and there's like, you know, there's like there's this weird it's not weird. There's a scene where he goes to a party at night and like his, he was supposed to come home and have dinner with his dad and his dad's new girlfriend. And like, you see him like looking at his phone. And there's like 10 missed calls from dad. And I'm like, look again, it's been a long time since I was 17. But, like <laughs> you should probably just text your dad and be like, go into a party, you know, like won't be home. Sorry. I'm missing dinner. I don't know. Like don't make your dad think you're like fucking missing. Right. But again, he's a teenager and I get that they do dumb shit. Right. 
But I liked all that. Like, did you guys not like the scene at the party in the woods? That felt very it fun. It was fun. Yeah. And that felt authentic. That felt real. But yeah. it, like, it, it was kind of just like a break in the movie. Like it exactly. Didn't it- and that's that's why what we were saying earlier, it feels like there's like these two tones of it's like it's fun summer teen investigation movie. And then it's like really illogical, poorly done, not scary horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. has good creature effects. Yes, it does. But it's like none of it really squares. OK, well, let's keep going because the <laughs> I, I, I don't like look, it's not scary. You're right. It's not scary. But I thought like the part where like the mom is like. She like she's like checking her face in the mirror and like the skin is starting to like come off. Her I liked face. all the skin stuff a lot. How did they do that? Uh, probably just put prosthetics over her face. It looked really good. I liked when like loose skin on the humans. Like oh, I got to get rid of this body soon. Yeah, kind of thing. That stuff was cool. I just uh, yeah because of these like that was like a twenty minute break in the middle of the movie that just made me really relaxed. So, you know, Ben starts doing some like research on this symbol and that's what takes him to like this really cheesy website which is probably what it would look like in real life right about it, it's called like wikipedia or something right and that's actually a good name so yeah it's that. like for like an internet 2.0 site yeah it looks like an old myspace like, like yeah geo cities but on it that's where he finds about the the what is it the skin hag right skin slip <laughs> hag but this is one of those scenes where like i kind of want him to learn some shit from the website right Right, he learns, he learns the oldest thing about witches, which is it, put a salt thing around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Right, so he starts like spreading salt all around his property, but there are multiple scenes of him using salt, but that is never once, am I wrong? Like it never once. actually- Once, twice. He doesn't finish the salt ring is why it doesn't work that time. Like he, he doesn't get a complete ring is why Like you see working. him, you definitely see him pouring it around his house. Yeah, but right? she comes in where it's not finished. She walks right. in before we're like, it's broken. Well, she just I, walks up to the door yeah, and she slips the thing underneath. Yeah. And that, that scene was weird because like the neighbor is like walking over. Evil witch is coming over and he's like pouring salt. And he like is like obviously scared and runs into his house. And she basically just comes up to the door and slides the, this note that it, we didn't explain this earlier, but it's the note that Mallory leaves under their door that like stirs the shit up. And yeah, basically it's like, it basically she left a note that says like, I know what's in your basement. And so the and witch a doodle of a witch. Right. But I'm like, I don't understand. One, why doesn't she just like kick the door down and kill this kid? He's obviously causing trouble, right? She's but, not hungry. <laughs> fair enough. She's not hungry. But two, why are you introducing all the salt shit if the salt doesn't play a part in the movie? Like he never, he never successfully I uses know. the salt. There's not a scene where like he gets trapped in the bathroom and he uses salt to draw a line and the witch is like hanging outside the door, like taunting him. You they know? they, they throw it scene. at her twice and it, Makes her oh, flinch. Oh yeah, it, you're yeah, right. He throw, you're yeah, right, yeah. Chris. They do throw salt at her. Okay, so he does learn from the website though that this witch is like eats the forgotten, and she makes people forget about whoever she eats, and that's how she gets away with it. Like he does. Yeah. There is like a real specific, like a brand of witch. It's not like it's a specific <laughs> rit- witch he's reading about on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. So okay, I think I think we should move toward spoilers and just you know so we can talk about the, what we need to talk about, right? Before we do that, I'm recommending this movie. I, I do. Like, clearly, like, I think you should watch the trailer first because the trailer doesn't give anything away. It's, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's like if, if the idea of Fright Night meets It is appealing to you, then you're probably going to like this movie. But as you can hear from Chris and Missy and the internet, everyone's divided on this. I, I don't even not like it. I'm just saying, like, I did enjoy myself. I'm just saying, like, it's not that special. 
Like, if you watch a lot of horror movies, you should watch it because it's like, it's a solid horror movie. It's just like not going to be at the top of my list ever. And I'm not going to ever say like, it's amazing. It's just if you watch a lot of horror movies, it was, I enjoyed myself and it was like, I'm glad I watched it, but it's not that special. Here is the considered most helpful review on IMDb from user reviews. The title, not a total waste of time, but nothing special. Yeah. That's this movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will. But like, we, I, what else are you going to do in COVID? You you need to watch a bunch of movies or a bunch of TV <laughs> or something. This will pass yeah. an hour and a half. Look, you got to get content for your way. fucking horror podcast somehow. <laughs> you know, I, I agree with I agree with Missy and I guess the IMDb dude in that it's not special. That that's fair. It's not there's nothing about it. Like I've even when it started, I was like, I know I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I just like I like this movie. I think that's the best way to put it. You know, like. I, I, I've always liked the story of like the kid who thinks his neighbor is up to no good. Like I liked it in it's, Disturbia. Yeah. I like Fright Night. I like both versions of Fright Night. I like Summer of 84. Like, I think I just like that story. And so I'll keep watching it. You're right. There's nothing in this movie that I can say like, wow, they really did this thing well, except when I put it in the context of how little money they had. Right. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you told me this movie cost $2 million, I would believe that. And to find out that it didn't even cost 100000 is mind-blowing to me. You're right. You're totally right. That I mean, you've worked in the industry. Everyone lies. That's true. Maybe <laughs> it did cost $2 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it cost two hundred grand. you know? But yeah, I mean, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I'm just going by what the internet says, you know? But despite it not being special, it was very good, again. Um, but it's I think- It's not you, a bad way to spend 90 minutes. I think this is just one of those movies that, like, dear listener- when you, if you watch it, there's a chance you're not going to like it. There's a chance you will, you know, it, it's clearly divisive. So let's talk spoilers. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. You've been warned. Okay. So from here, he does call the cops. Basically, she does witch shit on everyone. I mean, he calls the cops, but he's like, there's a missing child. And he's like, the, the cops are like, who, what child, where? And he just drops the phone. is like, <gasps> and just like runs away. It's like he realizes something in that moment. So that was yeah. kind of annoying. Just like spend an extra two seconds and tell. Oh, them. yeah. He that this was OK. Wait, wait, wait. So he, she provokes him back and then he runs and tries to save Lily. The bully from earlier <laughs> in the movie, like tackles him and starts to beat the shit out of him. And you see the witch walk off into the woods with Lily, the, and- the Mallory's little sister. Right. And so, yes, he races into the woods to try to find her. And how does that resolve? He finds the knot in the tree, like is trying to pull Lily out and then ends up losing his grip, falling back and hitting his head on a rock. Right. Lily's still conscious and is like, you know, help me trying to get out. But he just he can't get out of the tree. Um, And then he returns home having passed out, which is so bad for you. Why didn't the witch just kill him right now? Because there's still 30 more minutes of movie, Missy. <laughs> yes, I have no idea why after he is, he's knocked unconscious at the foot of the evil witch's house tree thing, she doesn't just like reach out and drag him down there. Like put, like, the, put the kid, yeah, he should have been in a tree too at this point. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't disagree. So much of it has to be excused by witches are weird, right? Like, I yeah. don't know, I don't know what witches are, what, what this, this particular witch is doing. Um. You know, maybe she's just lived in the woods so long she's gotten a little befuddled. She doesn't really know. She, she doesn't really. Know, she doesn't have a good plan. It's just like, you know, I I take one kid every couple of days, and like, there's not a lot of room down here. Yeah. <laughs> I, there is a really fuck up my Airbnb score. The um the other thing that is is relevant, right? Is like you meet the Ben's dad's new girlfriend, who again name I cannot remember, but like um, Sarah. 
Is it? I sure, think. let's call her Sarah. That sounds right. And, you know, she's, like, trying to do her best to, like, you know, be chill with her, her boyfriend's son. But basically, the witch ends up killing her and taking on her skin. So the witch now becomes, you know, Sarah. Uh, which again, I thought was a cool twist. I did not right. see coming. Yeah. So the the he, the cops have now arrived. They've investigated, can't find anything. Ben realizes that all the cops have been bewitched by the witch to not see anything, and then he realizes that the witch has taken over his dad's new girlfriend, Sarah. He takes a knife and slashes her and throws salt at her. And then the dad, Ben's dad, comes in and is like, "Why are you attacking? Why do you hate everything I love?" Right. <laughs> and and this is one of the scenes where I was like, "Look, I I know how this looks. This would look terribly bad. This does bad, not right? look good." <laughs> you walk in and like, there's your son holding a bloody knife, and your girlfriend is on the floor clutching her bleeding arm. Right. Like this, I get why he's upset, but this is also the chance for Ben to like throw some salt on her and be like, "Look, look how she's like smoking and burning and screaming." Right. But he doesn't do that, right? Correct. And and so like, okay, I I get it because that's that's how these movies go. But there again, there are like multiple times in this movie where that happens, where it's just like, please just explain to your dad what happened. Instead of being like, you don't understand. Like, don't say you don't understand. Say she attacked me and I grabbed the knife and I don't know. Like, I don't know how you, you it's hard to convince someone someone is a witch. But he does say, like, you got to go, you got to believe me, you got to go check out the neighbor's basement. And then he gets thrown in a cop car and you see Sarah as a, as the witch, like whisper to one of the cops. Right. And his, and like, you get the impression that like, you know, she can make you do whatever. So the cop basically drives him out to like what the beach yep, and puts him on the ground. And he's basically like pulls the gun out and he's going to kill Ben. But he's like, he's like, well, Ben's he's like, going to drown him first. And the uh, dog interrupts the it. dog rescues him. You're right. And this this is is this, this is the same a, dog from the convenience store. No, because we see him later. Wait, really? Yeah, I thought he's that was with the, the guy store. at the pier fishing. Are you sure that's after this? That's at the I, very end of the movie. I'm pretty sure it's the same dog and the guy fishing, but I could be wrong. OK, because I was really confused by where this dog. Comes well, from. yeah, at this point, I was like. I was so on board. I was like, oh, the fisherman dude is like a witch hunter. Oh, my God. <laughs> witch hunter. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this movie's dope. And nope. Then the, the, the police officer just shoots this dog that randomly attacked him for no reason. I mean, the dog attacks him because the script says it has to. So yeah. it can like buy Ben a moment. And then the, the it, it, like, yeah, the, the guy shoots the dog. And I was like, point for shooting a dog. Like, I like. I do. I like it. It's not that I like watching dogs get shot, but I like a movie that's willing to cross the line. But why? Why does this exist? What do you mean, why? Why was the dog there? Oh, no, that makes no sense. That really made... I really thought that, like, the dog was going to attack him, and then the shop owner, yeah, was going to step forward and either help him just because he saw a dude, you know, a kid about to get killed, or because he's involved in... The, the mystery of it that all. That would have been cool. Right. No, and that's what I thought because when you have, when so this is the, I, I presume it's the dog or I thought it was the dog from the shop in the opening that's so well trained it knew that Ben was stealing that I was like, that stood out to me. Maybe it's magic. But then that, nope, there's just a dog later. Yeah. No, I mean, there's really just like a random dog that just jumps on this possessed cop and he kills the dog and then he turns the gun on himself and shoots himself. Yeah, because he I doesn't like, want to shoot Ben. He's like real, yeah, trying to fight against the witches. And Power. is this Power. is this the part where you see Ben's drowning face again? Yeah, that was he when he gets rescued by the dog is because the guy he was, yeah, right. the cop was trying to yeah drown yeah. him then. So this is a really interesting moment because you mentioned earlier, Chris, that like 
when you first meet him on the bus, there's like a shot of him drowning, right? And then I forgot that happened. Yes. So when when the image of his drowning face happens in this part with the cop, which looks like Mike Myers's mask. What do you mean? The way it's lit, he, like every time the two times that I saw him drowning, I was like, that really looks like Mike Myers. <laughs> I don't Michael know. Michael Myers from Halloween. Never seen it. Never heard of oh, it. Oh yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> Is it? It's about a guy who went to summer camp and was uh, killed, and he comes back and kills camp counselors who have sex. Which, that oh. sounds good. We should do that in the podcast. Yeah. Does he does he do it in their dreams? Uh, he does. Yes, mostly okay. in the dreams. Yeah, that sounds bad. I don't want to watch. That's from like a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess when 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 you see him drowning, my mind did say like, wait, this shot looks familiar, right? Like I had like a moment where like, did I see him drowning earlier in the film and just forget? So it did happen. I'm not, I am crazy, yes. but I'm not crazy about this. <laughs> um, so at what point is, does the big twist come? Like again, that, So he rushes home, comes in and saves his dad who is fighting with Sarah Witch or like his, Sarah Witch tries to kill him. His dad like breaks the spell on him and saves him and the they light the place on fire. Is this he the realizes, neighbor's basement? Yeah. Is the, it the neighbor's yeah. basement or it's like the wood shop or some shit that they have? The, the, dad, the dad basically, I don't know what causes the dad to be like, maybe I should believe him now, but he... I think he goes down, he goes into the basement. He goes into the basement and finds the the witch. The altar. Yeah. Right. And the the neighbor's husband who uh, was bewitched, he is now hanged himself. Yes. Like that's, they go up into the attic, I and think. It's and the skin th of the neighbor mom is on the floor. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Yes. So yes, it, I don't, you know, it's, it's so funny because I watched this yesterday and I can't even remember like what happens in the sequence. Right. So, like, so basically as they fight with Sarah, which they end up hurting her, they knock over a lantern or some shit. It's starting to burn. Yep. 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 And, uh, they injure her enough that she has to abandon the Sarah, which, uh, body. Well, oh yeah. And you see her, and you, and you see her and like crawling out of it. But yes, he yes. brings the cop's and, gun and the, he shoots. He's shooting right, the witch with the cop's she's, gun. That everyone knows. Uh, the weakness for witches are salt and guns. Yeah, salt and guns. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. But within this fight, my favorite band. His, Ben's dad gets stabbed by the witch. Right, so he's right, injured. Right, uh, and so they're running out. They get into the car, and then he realizes. He's like, the witch makes you forget. And then we get three flash cuts of him at the at the bus. And the old lady wasn't saying, my, you're such an artist to him, but to his little brother, Nathan. And then he wasn't playing uh, Connect Four with his dad. He was playing it with his little brother, Nathan. And then when he came home <laughs> and his dad was pissed off, and he's like, I told you to stay in your room. He wasn't saying that to him. He was saying that to Nathan. <laughs> Can so the entire so right? movie, Ben had a little brother that he has forgotten about because of the witch. What was his name? Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> Could you say all of that again, but like with more contempt and condescension? Because it is so fucking stupid. I mean, it's not stupid. It's, it's not extremely cool. stupid. It's cool. I liked it. I I liked you're, it. you're stupid for liking it. <laughs> I, no, I, you can like it, but you're wrong. I had no idea this movie was going to have like an M. Night Shyamalan level twist in it. Yeah, I went yes, back and, and it watched... was set up in three scenes and then never really seeded in like M. Night Shyamalan does. What do you, <laughs> but, what do you, but I mean, I mean, it's seeded in because that's the whole plot of the movie is that like, you forget the little kids. Yeah, I, I, I will say this, right? Is that but, like, but when did the witch, you are seeing stuff. So are, is what we've seen Ben's memory? Yeah. 
we're he, seeing his memory, not the movie. Yeah. Well, here's what's but we also see stuff that's not from his perspective. I, yeah. Okay, you're you're not wrong. You're you're breaking this down, and you're. Really I remember saying some when truth. Dylan was in the forest with his mom. <laughs> like what? Hmm. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. I can't. You really like kind of ruin things, huh? When you. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I reveal how things were always bad. <laughs> no wonder no one liked you. <laughs> I I know. I struggle with that. <laughs> so, look. I was thinking. Does this make sense? And and you're right. Like, it doesn't make sense in that if this is if this is if I'm looking through the the witch altered memory of Ben, why are there scenes with the neighbor's kid, right? <laughs> but like again, this is one of those like really weird meta arguments you have to have, where it's like the movie has multiple perspectives. It's just when you're in Ben's perspective, it's been witch altered. Like that's right. the answer to your but question. But if you didn't have a million little things like the dog, like there's a, the, a scene that they swapped. They obviously just flopped the shot, but because they gave the mom tattoos, her tattoos are on a different arm for another scene. Like there's all this just like dumb shit throughout. Wow, that you, when know, you, get you to notice this, such obscure shit. I was trained to it ruined I, my I, experience of movies. Dude, I understand. But like when you have all this dumb shit throughout, when you get to the twist and it requires me being like, what? That was there. Oh, wait, it's it's fucking stupid. Never mind. Like you don't have enough stuff making the argument that this is a masterfully made, well thought out movie, that there's just sort of shit that you've toned together. And so when when most of your movie, like the plotting and reveal that happens is like, why doesn't Ben ever call the cops? Why doesn't Ben ever talk to people? Like I would respect it more if like at one point, you saw Mallory, who presumably knows about Nathan, say something to him. And you're just sort of like, maybe you play it off in like a very like coy way. And you're like, oh, who's Nathan? Oh, I guess it's some kid at the thing. Like you just shit like that, where it's just like the movie's kind of I, I use this term a lot. It's kind of sketchy and hand wavy, where it's just like you had a couple things. You had a couple reveals. You had a couple scenes in mind. And then you just strung together a story that made you get there. So the witch did fuck with his mind, but not. it didn't tell him to like go away. Like, why didn't he, the witch fuck with his mind so he wouldn't know there was a witch? If she was fucking with his mind. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Right. So it's like everything you've seen is underneath his this spell, but it's also not. It just, it doesn't really hold up. Well, it just had like a lot of things that could have been easily fixed, I feel like. Because like so much was good about it, but yeah. like you just brought, I mean, you mentioned the, a lot of small things that would have made a big difference. Right. Well, and here's the other side of it and the, the reality where I do give it credit. When you are making a movie at whether it's 66,000 or 200,000 or 5 million, at certain points, you're going to say, hey, what we wrote and what we shot don't quite jive. And maybe they have a scene that we did think that would connect them, but it doesn't. Like it, uh, the the light ended up bad. The, if you're shooting on film, the footage got fucked up. Maybe you had a hard drive die, and you just don't have that anymore, and you don't have the money to go redo it. Or even if you have a shit ton of money, the actor's not available. Or maybe he grew a beard now, and you have to CG his beard out. Like there's all sorts of infinite things that can go wrong. So considering all that, I applaud them for the effort that they did. There is a lot of very good in this. I just think for what they were striving towards and I, I see it it's just it's so close that unfortunately it's like if this were 60 degrees off I think I might be more lenient with it where it's like ah eh, they didn't really get it oh okay well they you know the effects the visual effects and the uh, the the practical effects were really good but because it's like so near to correct in so many places it feels like a taste issue hmm okay 
I see what you're saying. Let's talk I about disagree. the ending. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I mean, we like, yeah, he finds you find out like, look, I, again, I think it was, I just think it was cool that, that he had a brother the whole time. And it like, was he cool. and his, yeah, I thought that, yeah. Uh, but you're right. It doesn't really make sense both in terms of like, the 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 viewpoint, but also like why the witch only uses sort of the power on it. Yeah, because like this means that he is susceptible to her power. Because so I was like, okay, well maybe he's just his brain is not like on her wavelength, but like it is, and she so can affect him. He, I mean, you could argue that like he that that like that happened first, and then once he like I don't know saw the symbol, like it it you know it the spell started to lift because like when he's in the car with his dad, that's when the spell lifts, right? Like when the house is on fire. So it's, it's like, when he looks at this cast and he sees the name Nathan again for right. the first mm-hmm. time. But also the cop who's under the spell, like he's able to fight back against the witches. I mean, he has to shoot himself, but like it's not that the witch is like a hundred percent powerful, you know? So yeah. like right, right. I, I'm willing to if 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 the Pierce brothers want to say that like yo. The witch tried to do a bunch of magic on him, but the only thing that stuck was the him forgetting his brother. Like, I'll buy that okay. answer, you know? Let's, let's go with that. So he goes to the woods and he finds the tree and he goes down there. And down there is like, it's like everyone, right? Yeah. It's like his brother, Nathan, is like in a, like sort of like a cocoon thing, right? And I think Mallory is down there too, right? No, no, no Lily Mallory's is. little sister. Sorry, Lily, yeah. Mallory's But sister. Mallory follows him there? Yeah, she ends up there as well. She's yeah. like, where's my sister? Right. And, and so meets her. under the tree, you know, I, I feel like I've seen, this is like in a lot of movies. It's like, you know, the up, it's like the weird root tunnel system that he crawls around, which again, looked very good. I thought it looked realistic. Yep. And he finds his but brother. But then it's also like, what? If you're like an immortal witch creature, you just live in a bog? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, but like, that's home to her. Like she's, it's like, part she's but like, she says she says to him as sarah she's like i like this home <laughs> <She knows. laughs> you're immortal open up a bank account it'll accrue interest <laughs> yeah, says, like, i like this house yeah <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't my feet don't squish when i walk my feet where did you put all the bog water i don't dry understand for the first time <laughs> you know here's something that i i totally don't understand though like if if like five days ago that's when the movie starts basically she like bewitched Ben and took his brother, right? So that he doesn't realize he's been missing. Why didn't she eat him? Like, why has she kept him in the tree for five well, years? Well, he, she, he was better. crying in the house. She took him right then. They just forgot about him, I think. What do, he was, what do you mean he was crying in the house? When Nathan, when he realizes, when he looks down and sees Nathan on his thing, he's like, oh, we have to go back and get Nathan. I thought he was oh. inside the house at that time screaming because it was on fire. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh. Well, which I is think even she, weirder. I think she oh, that is even weirder because then he's already in the cocoon. But I think she likes to eat babies more. I think she's like yeah, she eats the youngest first because that tastes best. And oh, she works you know what older. I think it is? I think that's what it is. Is that because the movie after the title sequence starts with the jump forward of him drowning? It's his memory from that moment. He wasn't under a spell the entire time, but we're seeing a recollection of him. He was under the spell and forgot about him since he was um uh, since she took over sarah yeah okay. i mean i think the, the key the key is that when the movie starts it doesn't say present day it says five days ago right and i think it has something to do with the timing of that but yeah most of the movie is a memory his from like it is his memory of things from you know the, it's the it's still weird and clunky 
But how does he kill the witch? He fights the witch, and you finally get like a. He, gets he like like shoots her with the gun again. Yeah, right. it throws salt in her eyes and gets like an yep. antler and like stabs her in the neck with the antler. Yeah, right. And then dad comes roaring in his car and drives her. her over. Oh, right. Yeah, and it's like they're crawling out of the tree, and and I'm not sure why dad dad like got in his car and was like. I know they're in the woods somewhere, and I guess there's just like well, if you can see very closely that the car is dented all over. He's done this about five or six times now. <laughs> like those are like some really lush woods, and I don't know how he's driving his car through the woods to the witch's tree trunk. Like the, the car, the car just comes out of nowhere, and I was like, this makes no sense. I'm sorry. Well, I, like, I feel like it really shows you again. It's a different budget level. It's a whole bunch of different stuff. But like in a Spielberg movie, uh, heyday Spielberg. All this stuff, like even Jaws, like all the things in the moving pieces come together and it feels organic. This feels hand wavy where it's like, yeah, you know, when the hero jumps in out of nowhere and crashes his car into the monster. Yeah. And that's like end of story kind of. Well, know, yeah. It like on it the like, monster. I, I will say it was very unsatisfying because like the car basically right as it's about to hit the witch, it like cuts to black. And now it's like the next day and like mom has like Ben's mom has arrived well, and it's, it's like, Ma- uh, Mallory is talking to a psychiatrist. Is so it's, she? it's been like a week or two. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. Um, and the psychiatrist is like, how's your little sister? And she's like, she's okay. She keeps saying you had to burn the tree. What does that mean? She's like, I don't know. Maybe it's one of her nightmares. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. <laughs> Did they burn the tree though? No, I think this, this is one of the weaknesses uh, is that like you at the climax of the movie, it doesn't show what happens. Like dad would have hit the witch and then like what? He he gets out of the car and Just he's a, like, yeah. hey, that's that's a dead witch's body I'm looking at, right? Or the witch like scuttled down into the, the you know, the root system and he was like, we got to go after her. Like it's unclear what happens there because the movie just cuts to black and then cuts to like a week later. You're right. But like, wouldn't Ben be like, we either did kill the witch and we should burn it because I read that on Wikipedia or... Like, she clearly isn't dead, Dad. Like, there is absolutely no discussion because it just cuts out of the scene. And then also, it's like one of those things where... Oh, oh it um, so it does show the tree burning uh, in the... Because when she's in the middle of talking to the psychiatrist, it cuts back to a flashback of them helping Dad out of the car and you see the tree burning in the background. Oh, okay. I guess I guess you do see, like... Oh, right, because he pours gasoline over the tree. And yeah, he says, if I'm not power. back in 10 minutes, burn it. Right, right. So yeah, they burn the tree down. Uh, but still, like, it, it is all I'm saying is, if I were fighting an evil witch creature, and then we hit her with a car, I'd make sure she's dead. I would like, not let's assume. Some, uh, let's yeah. put some gasoline on her too, right? But my point is, it's unclear what becomes of her body, right? With the evil witch body, I assume she like casts a spell again and made them forget she's there and like slithered away because the final moments of the film is. Ben with his family and it's implied that maybe his mom and dad are going to reunite because like good timing because Sarah died so like (laughs) dad dad might as well go back to his ex-wife but it cuts to Mallory on a like a like a boat with like a bunch of kids and the camera like zooms in on her face and it's heavily implied that the witch is now in her skin well yeah because when he when Mallory gives Ben a flower it's a a uh, fake flower and when the witch is around she'll always like kill all the plants around her um which i don't think we mentioned before but she like kills plants and this is a fake flower so it's like okay well this flower is alive because only a lot alive because it was fake so like basically she did that on purpose because she knew she would kill the flower yep yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense like is she 
Why does why is witch Mallory? Why does she have a fake flower in her hair? Like, so that we can telegraph to the audience that she's a witch now. Yes, that's the answer. But like she got up in the morning and was like, all right, I got to pretend to be a human. Yeah. So this is like convincing because it's like everyone associates the witch with dead flowers. But no one in town knows there's a witch. The ben only people does. who know there's a yeah, but they're leaving. He the needs, he needs with, Ben to go. She needs Ben to go away. But then but why even already, have it's not like he gave her flowers. I think it's like to make him feel more comfortable. But, but I there's just, just like flowers all around the office. I don't understand what the benefit is. Why not just say like, hey, Ben, we had a great adventure. I hope to see you next summer. Whether she gives him a fake flower or not, he's getting in his car and leaving the island with his family. Like he's leaving. So why give him a fake flower and cause suspicion? Why not just not have any flower whatsoever? Right. Like why not have, like they say goodbye and Ben's like, ah, success. And then like, as they're getting on the boat, Lily runs up and is like, Mallory, I got you flowers. And she's like, oh, thank you, sweetie. And then as they're on the boat, you see she's holding them and they wilt. That would be much better. That would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Like, I just don't under, like Chris is right. The whole point is so that like, he can realize this flower is fake. But even so, I I don't know why he just immediately assumes that means Mallory's a witch, right? Like- It means she could be. Yes, that's the movie that, definitely does. All that means. The movie does not say she's 100% the witch. But that's my, this is my point, right? Is that Ben spends the whole fucking movie trying to beat the witch that lives next door, right? So how is he so okay with leaving if he's not sure the witch is dead? He might have, oh yeah, I mean. Well, this is how you go into the wretched too, the wretcheding. <laughs> right, and, and Ben returns. Like, I, I, all I can say is like, none of that makes sense. But I, I, I you know, it's one of those like, if you stand back and just look at the full painting, I liked it. If you walk up and look at like the technique and all the spots, then yeah, then I ha- there's a lot to complain about. And I think I just was kind of like, look at the pretty picture, right? Like I just wanted a- But I, I think for me, it's like, it's just not fun enough. It's like for the me, teen it stuff is. It was, a lot it of was, the witch stuff is just like, this is stupid. The characters are acting stupid. I, I think we've just reviewed so many- like pretentious fucking let down art movies on this show. I just wanted a movie that was actually what it was about. I and knew you were going to like this. I knew I was going to like it too. It doesn't I sound like that. a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how come I like the movie? It's a piece of fucking trash. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chris, I can't even remember the last time you liked a movie that we reviewed. I liked uh, last week's movie. Oh, did you? I feel like you, you had complaints about it. I have complaints about everything. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so listeners, be aware of that. <laughs> yeah. I, so here's the thing. My parents are extremely erudite. My mother it was a retired doctor and spent time, like, she would, for her hobby, read medical books and keep up with medicine, even though she's retired. So, like, I, I grew up around hypercritical, extremely well-read people, and that's how I, my, my parents' love language is criticism of things. <laughs> I mean, look, Metacritic, 61, user score, 5.8. Clearly, clearly a lot of people think this is a very average movie. I think, you know. Though I will will say most horror movies on IMDb, like a 5.8 is a good horror movie. Yeah, I mean, like, look, IndieWire says the wretched doesn't reinvent the rules, but it has a timelessness to it that's hard to shake. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's the, the We're all the best kind way. of saying the same thing. We just, the end result is we liked it different amounts. Yeah. Like, look, uh, I, it, you ha- you know if this movie is for you by now, right? I mean, yeah. again, we've completely ruined the, the twist, so I don't know if it's going to be enjoyable at this point. Um, but 
uh, it, it just kind of comes down to how much nitpicking are you going to do? If you're like Chris, you're going to probably not like this movie very much. Yeah, I, I like story first, and the story <laughs> didn't make sense in a lot of places. It just existed to get to the end of the movie. Fair enough. And it falls apart like after the fact. Like I didn't, this didn't bother me during it. It, it. It'll bother you if you think about it after, which is a lot of movies. So as with anything, if you want to be happy, don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, just like, just in, just eat the popcorn. Lay back, pop some Vicodin like popcorn. <laughs> Let the sweet um, hand of death caress you. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't. Please don't listen to Chris. That was a joke, Chris, for legal reasons. Make yes. sure you explain that's a joke. <laughs> parody, parody. <laughs> do not right. consume drugs. You know, this has been a, a very lengthy episode, so I, I think we should cut it off. We've, we've obviously talked about this movie at length. Um, and there's still a lot. I felt like there was a lot of little plot moments that we didn't we really didn't go into the stuff about sarah and, and mm-hmm. you know like, oh, we didn't even we didn't... talk about the other girl what other girl exactly uh, <laughs> i don't know what girl he's talking about oh yeah i know you're talking about the girl at the party yeah no, oh yeah it's... that's right we didn't really talk about the the teenager no that, stuff. Fall, that falls there's this whole storyline that falls under the mean kids that live there and they're yeah. or maybe they don't maybe they're the summer visitors i don't know but there's just like these this roving gang of assholes that, <laughs> they're like they just they're just there to be mean and I so desperately wanted the fisherman guy to be like a witch hunter or a count, like a <laughs> now, wizard or now something. Now you said that, I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool. Anyway, I think I think it's a good, it's a fun, it's a fun witch movie. And and hey, look, look, the next time there's a global pandemic and there's nothing to see at the drive-in, go see the wretched. I think I think that's the right answer. If yeah. this is still playing near you, this would make a good a good drive-in movie. Absolutely. But anyway, look, I'm good talking about this. I'm good as well. I'm gonna keep talking after you two go. That sounds that's fine. better. We're, yeah, we'll leave. Yeah, this will be our four-hour episode. This this will be like the Snyder cut of Bobby's. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for the director's cut. <laughs> so apocalypse comes in. He kills the wretched. <laughs> um, that'd be cool too. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. As always, not apocalypse, dark side. I didn't. You're like correcting yourself. <laughs> well, that's what you got to do in the director's cut. I I was curious why Apocalypse is in the. You thought Apocalypse is in the Justice League movie, but I was like, I don't know enough about. It's, it's Dark Side. He's from Apocalypse because it's just the same thing with the fucking palette swap. So wait, is is Steppenwolf not in it? He is, but Dark Side's also in. It. Correct. Oh well, that sounds cool. I don't know. I don't know anything about these characters. Like when you say dark side, like if you said who's cooler, dark side or Steppenwolf, my answer is I don't know. And I don't care. Like they both, <laughs> they both are pretty dumb names for a villain, but Steppenwolf is a really bad name. Cause that's, yeah. isn't that like an eighties band? It's a band. Yeah. yeah. It's a band. That, yeah. With like a one hit wonder. Behold yeah. my wrath for I am Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, hmm. everyone, check out the trailer for Sputnik. That's what we're talking about next week. If you want, watch the movie, join us. Uh, and until then, be well, be safe, and uh, thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah.